Back here on The Word with G on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. 27 past the hour of 12 o'clock. Greg Larnard here. You there. Happy to have you again on this Thursday edition of The Word with G. It's time for one of my favorite segments of the week with one of the smartest baseball men that I've ever had the good fortune of talking to. He probably knows more baseball than most of us are going to ever. He's ever, he's probably forgotten more baseball than most of us are probably ever going to know. Maybe not me, but some of us uh, in the room, but, but maybe not me. But anyways, much smarter than I am at this point when it comes to baseball. He's got a couple of years on me, just a couple, not a lot, only a couple. Uh, it's the head coach of the Chattanooga State Tigers baseball team, Greg Dennis. What's up, coach? It's great to be here. I've got a couple in dog years on. <laughs> oh, whoa! That's I didn't. I mean, I didn't want to put that on you. <laughs> you, can, you can't hide the truth. You, as, as you know, as Nicholson, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> yes, man, this is the truth. I, I can I can handle the truth, but I was just trying not to make you feel as bad. I guess. I, I appreciate that. I, I do. do. I appreciate it, but it is what it is. I do what I can. You're a little bit muffled, Coach. Are you on a speaker? Uh, yeah. Am I not coming through? No, it's a little a little muffled. All right. All right. Here. Is that better? Uh, it's a little bit better. All right. I'll have to I'll, I'll get off if I need. Okay. All right. Here. There we go. Now we're all good. Right. Now we're good. Now I hear you clear. Uh, all right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how the regular season ended for you guys. Finished with a 29-12 and 12 record. 15-11 and 11 in the conference. And from this past weekend in which you guys had, obviously, a, a bit of a road trip where you were going to Walter State on Thursday, at Rowan on Saturday, and then you were supposed to be at Vol State on Monday. Those games got canceled. Let's rewind and let's go back to Walter State from last Thursday. Obviously, those those guys are really tough, and uh, you threw your best at them in, in Game 1 in Kobe Robinson, and um, you guys lost 6-2. to two. Did... Uh, is it just a matter of them seeing him a lot? He, he gave up a, 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 you know more runs than he's given up to them all season. What was it like in that first game? Well, it was, I mean, it was 2-1 in the bottom of the sixth. And uh, uh, he threw unbelievably well. I mean, he, he matched up with them as well as we possibly could have imagined. We had some chances to pop an inning ourselves and didn't. And then in the bottom of the sixth, he went 0-2 twice and hit somebody with a pitch oh. and ended up blowing. Yeah, it was, we had, we had the O2 itis, uh, against them on Thursday and credit to them, but, but we O2 would ourselves right out of two ball games because they, they, we either hit them or did significant damage, uh, from O2. And that's, you know, you just can't, you can't afford that. And so he clipped two guys O2 and then they hit a, uh, uh, Walter State home run that, you know, it's a, uh, a pop fly, but they yeah. hit it and, and it got out. So, I mean, no, he threw really, really well. It just, uh, you know, it got away if we could have gotten into that. And then, of course, in the seventh, we loaded the bases up and then, mm. well, by then, you know, the damage was done. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but, uh, but live and learn. I mean, again, we saw we could, we could hang right in there with them. And, uh, you know, it, it just was unfortunate we didn't give him more run support. Yeah, it was tough, and, and you guys have faced Cole Drake a couple of times this season, and he's been tough against you guys. That was a tough uh, pitching matchup, and good to hear that Kobe held his own. But yeah, those 0-2 pitches are so, so important, whether it's you know you hit somebody or you, you make a bad pitch and they get a hit 0-2. If you don't execute on 0-2, that is, that is something that's basically like a cardinal sin of, of pitching right there. That You have to execute on 0-2 because, if, again, if you hang something or you hit somebody, you, you let them off the hook – 
that usually comes back to bite you. Yeah, and it's and you know it's a fine line because you don't want to throw a non-competitive pitch O2. You don't want to tell your guys, hey, O2, we're not throwing anything even close. Well, then that sends a bad message, mm-hmm. too. So it's a fine line, and that's part of the reason why these guys are here is they have to learn how to negotiate those kind of things. And he's done a really good job. I just I think he just tried to be extra fine with it. And, you know, when you do that, all of a sudden you lose your, your arm slot or whatever. And, and uh, you know, it just uh, against them, you just can't afford it because then it, it came back to bite us. Yeah, it certainly did. Again, Greg Dennis, again, our guest here on the Word with G. Now, game two was very interesting. You guys led 11 to three in going into the seventh inning, and Cam Hansen was rolling. And if these stats are correct, they're incredible where he didn't walk a single guy and struck out 16. Yeah, he did. He probably, was, he probably was better than he was the no hitter. Wow. Yeah, if you and I know you sat and saw that, and he absolutely just—I mean, manhandled them up and down. He did a, in that ballpark. He did a phenomenal job. I mean, he really, really—he was—he was as good as as he could be. And we were two outs away from run ruling him, mm. and and then you know we uh, we just. We just didn't, you know, we kicked the ground ball the first air of the day. We kicked the ground ball, and then they hit a single, and then they hit a, a pop fly home run for three runs. And all of a sudden now that, you know, the last thing you want to do is resuscitate them, and, and that's that's what we did. We we took them off the ventilator and gave them a chance to, to start breathing on their own, and then that's not, you know, that it became problematic then. And, uh, you know, that was our own doing. But you have to like the fight after after you've given up all of those runs, the nine runs in the in the two innings, seventh and eighth. Your guys actually came back to tie the game in the in the ninth inning. Didn't say die and didn't let that whole, wholeheartedly take them out of it. They come right back and they tie the game in the ninth. And unfortunately, obviously, you guys gave up a run there in the tenth. But had to like the fight of the out of your offense, who had sixteen hits in the game and, and getting that scratching that one run late to continue to extend the game. Yeah, we did, and, and, and it was, you know, Lyndon Weaver did a great job, got on, and then stole a base, and then Eddie Satisky hit a, a, a double with two outs and two strikes. And, uh, uh, you know, and then Jared Emery came up and with a chance to, to drive the go-ahead run in and uh, just just didn't, you know, didn't get the, the bingo when he needed to. But, yeah. no, no, I mean, we, we did. We played hard both games. Uh, effort was there. Uh, you know, I think concentration was there. We just... Like I said, you just can't, you know, shoot yourself in the foot too often with those guys. And, uh, you know, I think we we did what we needed to do to show that we could we can certainly play with them again. But it's you, know, you got to, as I said in the interview, you know, last week when I said the the key is finishing innings, finishing at bats, finishing games. I mean, we we didn't do as good as well as we should have with that. I mean, I think we did some really good things, but we also left, you know, we left a little meat on the bone for them, and you can't do that. Certainly not against those opponents or that opponent because they are very, very good, and you have to take advantage of everything that they give you. Again, Greg Dennis talking Chattanooga State Baseball here with us on The Word with G. And then on Saturday, you guys rebounded nicely on the road. Rowan State, uh, you get a win in Game 1, 11-7, and then also a win in Game 2, 15-6. Talk to me a little bit about that series and uh, what did you like out of your team, the way that they competed, and getting a couple of wins uh, and rebounding off of those tough games on Thursday. Yeah, and they were tough games on Saturday. You know, we were still dealing with hangover, and anytime you lose a lead like that, now all of a sudden you start questioning whether or not any lead's safe. And 
Actually, Rome got ahead of us in the uh, first game. Uh, they hit a two-run home run to go up seven to five, and uh, you know it was in the six. And we were in the top of the sixth, and, and going, man, we got six outs. We got to end the guys. Did a great job, and uh, Jared Emery had a big hit, and we uh, scored four and climbed back up to the lead, and then scored two more in the seventh, and did a nice job of finishing it off. Uh, you know, we. Uh, Pitched it pretty well, uh, you know, Fulton threw okay, and then uh, I think uh, Will Shelton came in behind him and threw and threw well, and uh, it was, I mean, it was a tough series, even though the scores don't reflect it, it really was, because I, like I said, we were still dealing with some, some, some you know, residual from, from Walters, and I was proud of the way the guys came in and, and took care of business and got the two Ws. Yeah, they battled, and then just... Just quickly on game two, you guys only played eight innings in that game? Well, we ended up run ruling them. Gotcha. Okay. Eight yes, after. that's right. Eight after. Yeah, I'm not used to the whole run rule thing in baseball. Um, mm-hmm. You guys scored in six out of the eight innings that you played in that game. So had to love the consistency there of the offense just to continue to put it on inning after inning. You know, you get two runs, two runs, five runs, two, two, two in the uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth there, or sixth, seventh, or the, the fourth, fifth, and sixth. It, it had to feel good for the offense just, again, in, in, in your guys specifically to pound out 12 more hits and then just to continue to add on runs and not just sit on whatever lead you may have had. Yeah, and we, we talked to them. Uh, one of the terms we use is paper cutting. I think you know we want to be that kind of offense that certainly can gash sometimes but also just paper cut you and just ones and twos and three and they're just constant pressure and, and constant run scoring. And I think that was a... A really good example of it. I think six of the seven or seven of the eight innings that we played, we got the leadoff hitter on in the inning. And you know, when you do that in baseball, you get that leadoff guy. It gives you a lot of options, and it creates anxiety for the defense and the pitcher. And and we did a really really good job of doing that. And uh, I think when we do those kind of things, our offense can become very problematic for people. Talking Chattanooga State Baseball with Greg Dennis here, head coach on The Word with G every Thursday here. And uh, before we move on to the games against Motlow on Wednesday, I wanted to ask you just quickly about Jared Emery. I know we talked about uh, Eddie Satiski last week, uh, but I went through and I, I was looking at the box scores. I saw Jared Emery had himself a pretty nice weekend there, Thursday and Saturday games, in which he went 6-for-17 overall, 5 runs scored, 9 RBIs, a couple of home runs, and a couple of big games specifically against Rowan State. What about him and, and hitting in the middle of the order and how you've seen him kind of grow and mature throughout the season? Yeah, he's really, I mean, in the fall, to be honest with you, Greg, I mean, he was a guy that we had hopes for, but we really didn't think would probably be an everyday guy. And uh, he just really kept grinding and working in the off season. He did a lot of his strength. His, his strength level has gotten much, much better. And at the plate, he just works and works and works all the time. I mean, he's hitting just over 350 now. He had uh, two home runs Saturday that both of them were really at critical times, and, and he just splatted, to be honest. And, uh, uh, you know, he still struggles uh, here and there, uh, but certainly he's starting to learn how to put it together more. Defensively, he's been outstanding over at third and uh, very, very consistent, and we're uh, – you know, we're very hopeful. I think, uh, you know, our hope is he's coming back next year and going to build on this. And I, I think he's got a chance to be a really, really solid, uh, uh, you know, mid-major to 
to upper Division One guy. All right, what about the games on Wednesday, yesterday against Motlow State, back at home for one final time in uh, during the regular season? Tough loss on in the first game, eight to six, but rebounded thirteen to four in the second game. And it seemed like, if, again, I'm reading the box scores, didn't get a chance to see the games, but seemed like errors kind of cropped up a little bit on you uh, in yesterday's games. Yeah, we did. We 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 hurt ourselves some, and we had you know two four run innings put it against us, and uh, I mean four of the eight runs were unearned, and and you know you just can't you can't afford that, and we we've struggled at times uh, bunching errors up. Uh, we've done really well going two or three games in a row with nothing, and then all of a sudden we'll we'll bunch you know in the course of five hitters we'll make two or three errors, and it's kind of. I don't know if it's one of those having trouble stopping the bleeding things or what, but we we don't do a real good job of that, and, and we're really going to need to as we go into postseason uh, because uh, uh, the, you know we did the same thing at Walters. I mean, in the inning uh, when they scored six in the in the eighth, we kicked a couple balls that really brutally hurt us, and uh, you know I don't know. I don't think it's phobic. I just think it's. You know, we just don't do a good job of, of putting a tourniquet on it. And uh, we did on Wednesday, uh, yesterday. We just, uh, you know, we had a couple kind of careless errors. And, uh, you know, you just can't, even Kobe is throwing as well as he was throwing. And he did throw well again. Uh, you just can't keep putting yourself in that kind of position and, and putting the defense and the pitchers in that kind of strain. No doubt about that. Greg Dennis uh, here with us on the Word with G Talking Chattanooga State Baseball. All right, the regular season is over. You guys have the playoffs coming up. You are bye week this week, technically, is to end the regular season. The last week, you guys had just kind of an off week uh, weekend this weekend going into the playoffs. One, do you like having that open date here at the end of the year, kind of, you know, to give the guys a little bit more rest and maybe work on some different things? Or would you rather be playing leading up to the playoffs this weekend? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I guess it's six and one half does the other, to be honest. I mean, I think uh, right now, uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. We've we've really bunched games up. It seems like well, we played you know three doubleheaders in five days and three doubleheaders in four days. And so I, I don't know that we're going to look at inter squad and probably tomorrow and then give them the weekend off and then come back next week with the idea that the the, the playoffs will start Friday. So we've got you know Monday through Thursday to kind of prep stuff and and do some simulated game stuff. So. Uh, uh, I think it'll be fine, and they're getting, you know, we're to the end of the semester. I mean, uh, last, next week is the last regular week, so I know they're hopefully got their full attention also on finishing class as well. That's what we're harping to them, so I don't. I, I think it's probably not a bad time to have a little bit of a breather. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, at the end of the year here, hopefully you guys can go into into the playoffs strong. Now, what is the what is the plan for the playoffs leading up to this week? What are you doing this weekend to keep the guys sharp? What are you going to do? What are you planning on next week leading into the playoffs? And what does it look like playoff scenario-wise? Paint the picture for me before we get there next week. Well, right now, I mean, we're, we're looking at probably Motlow or Cleveland. Uh, it'll be a three-game, a best two out of three, uh, starting next Friday. We'll play a single nine each day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, whoever wins two out of three will then move on to a, vol- a volunteer state in Gallatin. And they'll take... The, the top two winners from our side, which Walters will be the number one seed, and they'll be playing whoever wins between the four and five seed will go to Walters and have to, to, to beat them two out of three. So the two of those winners will go against the two West winners, 
and they'll, you know, our two will play their one, and their one will play our two, or their our one will play their two, and I believe it's going to be single elimination to where Friday you'll play, and there'll be two winners, and then Saturday you'll turn back around with the two winners, and they will play for the uh, the conference or the region championship. Wow. So what's the plan this weekend? What are you guys doing to stay sharp? And then leading into it next week, uh, what, do you have any plans just yet? I know it's it's only Thursday here, but I know you you and you're a planner and you like to think ahead as to what you guys are going to be doing, what the plan is. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, I think we're gonna inter squad tomorrow and let those guys throw that didn't get a chance to throw uh, uh, earlier this week, and uh, you know, and then probably uh, I think Saturday we're supposed to be a washout. It's supposed to uh, be like hundred percent chance of rain. We're gonna get pounded, I think like an inch and a half. So we'll probably look at Saturday and Sunday just be downtime with the idea of turning back around Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and and kind of ramping it up some, and as the week progresses up into Friday and. Uh, certainly, you know, we've got plenty of video and some other uh, of the guys uh, against some of these, uh, be it Motlow or Cleveland, and we'll be going back to reviewing video with them and going over stuff and, you know, just trying to prep them as best we can to be ready to go out and hopefully play our best ball from, from here forward. Love it. Hey, best of luck this week. Do what you got to do. Keep, keep them sharp. We'll talk again on Thursday. Before I let you go, one of the big topics – that, uh, that we're going to be talking about today, and I'd love your input as a baseball person. Uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of Major League Baseball this year, and, and the home plate umpires have been rather inconsistent. So my question today is, do we need robot umpires in Major League Baseball? And as it sits right now, the yeses have it at 53% compared to 47% just a couple of hours in. So I'd be curious to get your thoughts on robo-umpires in Major League Baseball. Well, the purist in me says no, but the the realist in me says, you know, if you have that kind of technology, why wouldn't you make use of it? You know, it just, that takes one more kind of, uh, you know, one more variable out of the equation that you have mm-hmm. to be, you know, concerned about. But uh, like I said, the purist in me would be, uh, I mean, where would where would the, the hitters go now to walk back to the dugout and say the ball was half a ball off the plate? You know, I mean, now they wouldn't. That, that takes that completely out of their vernacular now. They won't be able to say that. So it would be, that would be catastrophic for them. You know, I don't know what the next excuse would be for taking that pitch right on the black. But I don't, I don't know that they'll ever do it in my lifetime. But if they do, I'm sure it will, uh, it, it, it will be met with quite, quite a bit of consternation. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. And when I say robot umpires, I'm not talking about putting an Android behind home plate. No, it would no, basically no. be, you know, like, yeah. The zone, the K yeah. zone yes. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that would be interesting. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've read some articles where they're, they're, thinking, they're thinking about it, and I think they may have implemented it in some minor league baseball. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw where they are, and I think some summer ball. I think they're yeah. going to be using it, some summer balls, doing the D1 leagues. Just testing it out and see what happens. And, yeah, you know, as as somebody who is a former hitter yourself, uh, how frustrating it is to be taken out of an at bat when a a ball is clearly called a, a strike that that is supposed to be a ball. It just changes the whole at bat, so it would take that part of the inconsistency out of it, and it just makes it so much more difficult as a hitter to try to guess the zone of the home plate umpire. Where is it? How wide are we expanding? I got to maybe expand myself with two strikes a little bit more than I normally would, and it just. It makes yeah. things even harder on the hitters, which is already a hard thing to do to hit a round ball with a round bat. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt it would. And I, that's why I say from a simplification, it would be awesome. I just think, 
you know, I, the, the baseball is so steeped in tradition that I, I know that would be one of those things that there would be a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback. But, you know, just like the DH and everything, the stuff just happens. And, you know, the game the game has a way of, of, of just keep moving on. I mean, so I'm sure if they go to that, it will it will survive as much as everybody wants to say it's it, it's going to be dead and gone. So you, speaking of the DH quickly, are you in favor of the DH moving to the National League or are you more I, of a purist as well? You know you know what? In that case, I would. Yeah. I, I, I really, I, I mean, I'm a purist in a lot of things, but the DH, I'm like, man, I'm just tired of watching pitchers go up there and just, just put the DH up there. And, you know, it extends some players' careers and more power to them. That's awesome. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it with, uh, with the DH. I used to be opposed to it for a very long time, but I think – over the last couple of years, I've more so come around, and I mean, we don't need pitchers out here running the bases and getting hurt. They are paid yeah. to stand on the bump and throw strikes and, and try to get hitters out. They don't need yeah. to be up there hitting. Yeah, I agree completely, and I think so too. I mean, especially in this day and age of specialization. Well, hey, thanks for giving us a couple extra minutes here, Coach Dennis, and yeah. uh, best of luck uh, this weekend with keeping the guys sharp. And when we talk next week, we'll be talking about you'll probably you'll know your playoff matchup, I assume, and. We'll be diving into that head first and talking about what you guys need to be to to, uh, to do to be successful in the postseason. I look forward to it, Greg. You have a great week. You as well, my friend. There he goes, Greg Dennis here on the Word with G.